0: Welcome back to the Red River Cares Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Burke. This episode was shot a little different than usual no mics, no sitting behind a laptop. I was on site recording a video of Cindy Stevens, the executive director of the Claremont Soup Kitchen, for a project we were working on. A few weeks back, Red River held our first ever CSP Week. CSP stands for Community Service Project. And over the course of a week, we set up four volunteer days for our employees to take part in. The first was near our Chantilly, Virginia office at Spirit Open Equestrian, a therapeutic horse farm. Then the team in Sacramento got together to volunteer at a local food bank. Then we held our first ever virtual volunteer day for any of our remote employees. And then we closed the week in Claremont near our headquarters at two very deserving nonprofits throughout the city. This audio was captured when I was interviewing Cindy for a video to get employees excited about our upcoming day so they could see how worthy they were of our support and how giving them a few hours of our time could really make a difference in their day-to-day operations. The audio is a little low in spots, and there is some aggressive chopping at one point but please bear with us. I still think you will get a ton from this conversation. So with that, let's go on site to the Claremont Soup Kitchen and hear from Cindy herself. So tell us, I know you do a lot of things out of this kitchen, so tell us a little bit about how many meals you serve a day and all
1: your other programs. Okay, so we, um, Monday through Friday, we serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, We can serve anywhere from... 40 to 100 meals, depending um, on the time of the month. Sometimes, you know, the bigger need is at the end of the month when um, people aren't getting their additional services. Weekends, we serve dinner. um, And in the summer, we have a children's feeding program. We serve to five locations in the city of Claremont um, to any child or accompanying adult. This year, we were able to serve... um, 9,400 meals, which is a huge increase from last year. We were uh, approximately 2,200 meals. So um, amazing. And that was just to children. So definitely a huge need here in Claremont. Um, we also have uh, worked with the SAU 6 and um, the social worker there, and we provide food pantries within the school district. Um, and we also work with One For All and the Claremont Learning Partnership to um, help supply food shelf there as
0: well. So their team, Oasis, yes, and the team. The center. team. Okay, yeah. we just interviewed her earlier, yes, Kathy. So they okay, cool.
1: great. Yeah, we work closely with Kathy. So awesome. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about um, funding. Like, how are you funded to be able to serve that many meals?
1: So we are private and grant funded. Um, we get grant money from the county, Sullivan County. um, And all other ones are just private grants that we write and um, appeal letters that we write. Local businesses, yeah. How can
0: the community at large support the kitchen?
1: So a lot of times um, we get a lot of support during the holidays. um, And so sometimes... People don't often think about the times of the year that we're not in the giving thought. So um, a lot of times those throughout those times we need help in our food pantry stocking. Um, We also need help with um, snacks for our food shelves. We can always use volunteers. There's always so many things that um, can be done around here and um, financially. So those are all of the ways that we could definitely use some help um, definitely reach out to us during the holidays as well because we have a Christmas dinner. We um, provide gifts for children, stockings, and um, try to give out Christmas baskets and Thanksgiving baskets for families that are in need.
0: Since the pandemic, like, do you feel like need is up? Like, what are you seeing, just trend wise? Like, at least in the Claremont area, what are you noticing? Know
1: so, I mean, for a while. Um, since I mean the pandemic there was a while that we we kind of studied out you know and but I really think you know since there's not getting assistance anymore stimulus um we have definitely seen an increased need um again I feel like a prime example last year in the summertime there was the assistance throughout the pandemic versus this summer not having the assistance we had that huge you know huge spike in need and we're we're definitely um seeing our numbers go up consistently it i think it really needs to hugely go out there that we need that support in the summer to keep it going you know we would always based on the need of it it'd be great if we could expand it um and then uh, again i mean the holidays we're always looking. We work with the SAU to provide food boxes. So any support we can get there throughout the holidays, providing hams. Last year, we reached out for hams for Christmas because we always get turkeys for Thanksgiving. Um, but we don't ever, you know, other than individuals coming in to donate, you know, we uh, we purchase them if we want to, you know, if we're going to be able to give them out. Last year with the Key Club, um, they typically raise money for turkeys so last year we asked them to split it for turkeys and hams but one of our biggest things we asked last year was that um so i think just um i mean there's always we're always looking for support here you know as far as volunteers and stuff and always you know monetary or in-kind donations to help support the program as we are private funded so why is that and not Life. Um, so it's funny, like when I first started here, it was, it was started, um, so it was started kind of in a church and, you know, yeah. then when I came, it was here, but when I came, we were a $160,000 budget. And because of all of the programs, we were up to $390,000 mm-hmm. for a budget. And I have to raise well over $400,000 to make sure that we can succeed and succeed in an emergency and be able to put money in a reserve fund so that we can continue to move forward. And so, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know where it comes from. I don't There's The beginning of the fiscal year, I'm usually like ready to throw up saying, how am I going to raise that kind of money? Like that's that's crazy, you know. And for some reason, I managed to do it, but I'm usually scared to death the entire year, whether or not, I mean, we're still going to run. We've been able to put money in a reserve, but it's one of those things that, especially during the pandemic, we were really concerned what's going to happen. You know, do people have the money to give um, to support it? And we, I mean, we actually, we still had a lot of actually new supporters throughout the pandemic that, you know, may have been able to. Some people gave their stimulus that they, the money that they got. So we'd get checks for like $600 and we don't need this, take it. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, it is, it's kind of a, it's a huge
0: community fund. Yeah. Do you feel like you're connected with other nonprofits or other service agencies that can help support people in other things, right? Like, yeah, you're taking oh, care of food, but what else? Like,
1: No, I think I would definitely, you know, in the past, we've been definitely called a community resource. I mean, uh, we do have a lot of connections with other nonprofits, and we all support each other um, very well, I feel, in the city of Claremont. We are all just... Very easy to uh, recommend one of the resources. Call up the resource for somebody. Um, you know, here we've been able to work with the Sullivan County uh, Public Health Network to have COVID vaccinations, flu vaccinations, hepatitis clinics. We have um, medical clinics that are hosted here, and that's through the Geisel School of Medicine at Dartmouth and um, the Good Neighbor Health Clinic. So they do that twice a month. So yeah, I feel like we definitely have an amazing working relationship with all of our other organizations in the community. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That is one thing I can say. You know, I I just really feel like this community supports each other in that aspect. Okay. No, us nonprofits stick together. Yeah, and we do. I mean, you know, it's nothing for. You know, the school uh, social worker called me the other day, and she's like, "Okay." let's do this. When are we giving out turkeys? Let's get our families together. Yeah. You know, Kathy and I work together to try to get their food shelf, um, wow. filled, or if I can help get product that she can't get, um, we helped, uh, connect her with the food bank.
0: Let's move on to like Red River's going to come on November 10th. June. So, so if you can maybe run through, um,
1: the projects that we'll be helping you with sure. on that day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I will start with I'm super excited. <laughs> you know, as soon as I, I did reach out to Kim and you reached out to me, it was just like a, a quick support from Red River. It was amazing. Um, so some of the projects that uh, Red River is going to work on with us is restructuring our food pantry to get uh, a much easier flow of, of some of the items down there. It definitely is kind of scattered all over the place. Nothing makes sense and a lot of extra work just to get to what you need. So um, that's a huge project. Um, They're also gonna come in and help with some of my IT. Um, We have uh, old computers and we're not very up to date as far as software. And um, so that will be a great addition to us as well. Thank you for
0: tuning in to another Red River Cares episode. Hopefully you could hear that audio okay and still get a lot from it. As you can hear, Cindy is doing a whole lot with a whole little. Soup kitchens throughout the United States are struggling right now. Government kickbacks from COVID have stopped. Inflation is up and food prices are through the roof. If you are looking to get into the volunteer space, this is an excellent place to do it. You'll be surprised at who you run into. It may be a family from school, a teacher, or even a neighbor. Food insecurity is a growing problem in this country, and we can all do our part to help. Like I said, volunteer your time, donate money to your local soup kitchen, donate food if you see a drive around town, or start a food drive in your neighborhood. Together, we can make a difference. Thank you for joining us, and tune in next time to Be Inspired.